If your metro don't trust you, I'm gon' shut you Beautiful morning, hear the sound of my morning, babe Nothing on Welcome back to Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I'm with a man that loves four-button-in-the-front jeans, Dave Martinson. What's going on? I wish I could vote Brexit on my <laughs> jean purchase. Would you go back and Google afterwards what that actually meant for you? Yeah, the Google Trend data would suggest that I would regret my vote for four-button jeans. Yeah. Chinos, yeah. Four-button jeans, I mean, why would they even make those? In what, in what world do you choose four-button jeans over a zipper? So inconvenient. And I was so happy, and then I looked and was dejected. Really frustrated. <laughs> dejected. Well, there was a lot that went on this week. We're going to try to keep this to a short episode because next week, this is what you call Tease Dave, we're going to be doing our power rankings for the first half year. So talking about the things in pop culture that we think did really well, and probably some of the things that we think are a lot further down on the power rankings yeah, list. Yeah, those L's. Yeah, so uh, you'll definitely see Divergent and <laughs> God, Gods of Egypt on there, I'm sure. Are they be able to find that next week? I think if you go to soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod, you can find all of our episodes. And you should listen to all of them again this weekend, just to, just to prepare yourself. Yeah, you like The Bachelorette. We yeah. got you covered with some sort of up-to-date information. We will be talking a lot of Bachelorette moving forward because season's really dwindling down and, and JoJo is trying to find love. Once again, R.I.P. Chad. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Rest uh, R.I.P. in peace. Tweet at the show, at NostalgiaPod, if you agree that Chad should be resurrected. <laughs> so we're going to start off today talking about something that Justin Timberlake probably shouldn't have talked about. <laughs> the BET Awards. Right. So Timberlake took a big L. For sure. You know, I was thinking today, Justin Timberlake, I think, has been catching a couple L's. I, I don't really think his new song is very good. It's I very, don't either. It's and very vanilla. It is. It, it For sure. It's actually been out for a minute, like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Like It, it kind of dropped. It's like, oh, new Justin Timberlake song. And then right. now it's sort of on the radio, but it's not like big. and It's not like suit and tie big. I don't even think that song was that great, you know? No, it wasn't. And it's really interesting. Like, he, he was like, all right, I'm going to release this single and I'll be the summer artist like I've done before. Yeah. And not the case, and he responds to a random Twitter troll, not even really a troll, it's kind of a somewhat legitimate question, and of course his verbiage, not really too keen. Right, well, well it started off with him responding, period, to Jesse Williams' awesome speech yeah, with very a, a hashtag inspired, which I think he totally missed the point that he's part of the problem that, Je- that Jesse Williams was talking about. Right, the problem illustrated in... J. Cole's song Fire Squad from two years ago where he called out Macklemore, Iggy, and Justin Timberlake for cultural appropriation in hip-hop. Whereas Macklemore responded and actually shows awareness that he has been Correct. successful because of white privilege. Iggy Azalea just thinks she's being hated. Yeah. <laughs> hated on. Yeah, both of them just refuse to acknowledge it. So yeah. if you're not going to acknowledge it, don't expect everybody to be like, wow, awesome of you. And like, I don't even think Justin Timberlake's malicious or anything. It's just, no. he's just seemingly like aloof yeah. for the matter, which is unfortunate because he's a generally likable guy. Yeah, it, he is. I mean, he's awesome when he's with Jimmy Fallon doing anything related to the sketches that they do together. For sure. But I don't really want to talk a lot about Justin Timberlake because I don't think I'm qualified to comment on that. And yeah. I don't want to be catching L's from, from Black Twitter. Agreed. Which is maybe my, my favorite Twitter, by the way, but that's a discussion mm-hmm. for another day. Close cousin of Empire Twitter. I see it a lot, <laughs> even though I don't watch Empire. Very close cousin. <laughs> but are they actually related? No one knows. Uh, Anyways. Unclear. And moving on. Designer. Yeah. He released a new mixtape. He performed at the ET Awards. He did. And there was an awesome picture. Yeah. Designer. Two eyes, of course. Mm-hmm. Releases his debut project, period. <laughs> mm-hmm. The New English. Exclusively on title. So you haven't heard it. I no. haven't heard it either. 
because it's on title and no one likes title. The only time it's you get title time. is when you make a, a, a new email account so you can subscribe for a free month to listen to the life of Pablo. Right. Or, when it gets a new song. Right, exactly. And then you delete your, your account one day before the trial's up. Yeah. But look up Designer Fabulous or even look up the video of Designer performing Panda at the BET Awards because there's a hilarious screen grab of Fabulous seemingly being very confused or surprised at Designer doing his normal panda performance shtick where he's dabbing intensely and going nuts and throwing the mic in the air and doing his thing. He was like up in the aisles when he's performing. And, you know, shout out to Designer because he knows deep down that this is this is it for him. You think this is it for him? I don't think it's it. Like, he'll have many, many opportunities. But I think right now he would be very hard-pressed to come match the current peak he's at. He needs a song on the New English mixtape to hit. And then he can become Fetty Wap. Because Fetty Wap <laughs> had four substantial hits and other bubbling songs afterward. Right. Designer has literally one song people know, and people already make fun of him for being a future ripoff. He needs mm-hmm. a song on this mixtape to hit. So in the meantime, enjoy Panda, man, because eventually this attention will go down. Well, it's actually funny that you mentioned Future, because he also released a new mixtape. Technically. 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 Let so, me explain. Yeah. The mixtape was hosted by Future. Technically, it's a DJ Esco state. That's a frequent collaborator. DJ Esco. Producer of Future. But Future's on basically like 13 to 15 songs. And, you know, it's a solid tape in terms of trap music standards. It does all its things. You got your Features. Got your Young Thug. Your Rich Homie Kwan. Your Ray Shrummer. Juicy J's on there. You say no to drugs. Juicy J. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty solid. I mean, if you, li- if you like Future, there's some good songs in there. I think my, my favorite song, I'm not a huge Future head at all, Party Pack, which has Ray Shrummer featured. And honestly, shout out Ray Shrummer real quick because Shrum Life 2 comes out in August and Sway Lee of Ray Shrummer, his flow is so nice that I would listen to him sing the alphabet. Ray Shrummer killed it at Coachella, at least when I saw the live stream. They were wicked fun to watch. And yeah. I'm not even a big Ray Shrummer friend, but they have a ton of energy and they just have a stage presence. They know their thing. They're what, 19? They're, I think they're 21 now. Okay. That's what Wikipedia said last time I checked. But apparently they're of age now. But yeah, they're savages. <laughs> Definitely in the savages. Bed, there's, there's funny things about uh, Spadley in the bedroom. Find that out. Uh, he got Julie Nettleman the other day. But yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. This girl put him on blast for, you know, him sleeping next to her, you know, cl- mm-hmm. classic. And she had black eyes in the picture. So everyone's like, oh, Sway Lee likes his women when he beats them up, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then Sway Lee's like, nah, yo, she already had those black eyes and had <laughs> F me on her tits at the concert. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I had black eyes because I was skateboarding. But thanks for getting me to a thousand followers, yo. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so he's like, what can I say? I'm a savage. Oh my god. Because then he dropped like video of them in bed. Wow. Yeah. Well, he sounds like a classy guy. Yeah. De- definitely gotta, yes. gotta say that. Shrem life. Speaking of, of celebrities in bed, just a quick side note. Yeah. A report came out recently that Leonardo DiCaprio, oh. that when he has sex with, with women, he puts noise canceling earphones on and smokes a vape. And he listens to Electric Eel on repeat. So he's permanently on the bottom? I guess so. It seems like the only position that would make that feasible in my, my experience. What do you think about his song choice? What do you think about the move in general? I mean, like, <laughs> of course he's smoking a vape. Like. Yeah, he never stops smoking a vape. Let's just see. Actually, if you look really closely at the Revenant, he actually is smoking a vape in the background. <laughs> just uh, go, this, go look for it. This, this reminds me of him in Wolf of Wall Street, where he has like terrible sex with Marco Robbie's <laughs> character. Yeah. But in real life, it doesn't matter so, because everyone wants to have sex with him. He might just be turning into his Wolf of Wall Street character, I guess. Jordan Belfort. Even an even better segue. Speaking of celebrities in bed, yeah, Kanye West 
in bed, celebrities plural, with George W. Bush, Anna Wintour, Trump, Rihanna, Chris Brown, T. Swift, Kim, Ray J, Amber Rose, Caitlyn Jenner, and Bill Cosby. Fire. What do you think of the video? Famous. It's unique. It's very Kanye. In terms of it being, <laughs> to say the least. It being the video for famous, I guess if it's the shtick. I don't really have a problem with it. It's weird. You know, I'd... I mean, they're not really there, obviously. They're doubles, they're VFX and shit, but it's kind of funny. It's kind of disturbing. Kanye kind of likes walking that line sometimes, and he's doing it right now. He definitely... It is what it is. I mean, he definitely likes making people feel uncomfortable. It should be mentioned that the image is actually ripped right from a piece by Vincent Desiderio. He's an artist, and it's a, it's a painting of a bunch of people sleeping in bed in pretty much the exact same positions yeah, that, that Kanye has them in. And he's praised it. He thinks it's a great piece of, uh, a great piece of art. Kanye really is inspired by all kinds of art, and he likes to pay homage in that regard so and, and I think that's totally what his thought process was in terms in, in addition to you know rubbing certain people the wrong way which I'm sure he's totally happy to do right and I, I think I think in terms of art it is a it is a piece of art I think it, it can provoke a lot of thoughts about what it means to be famous what it means about the ways that you get famous or that people gain stardom I right. think that there's a lot I mean you have Kim Kardashian sleeping next to the person that basically made her famous through a sex tape Mm-hmm. In, in this video. Correct. You have Kanye West X, who he's had a famous Twitter beef with, and also wrote probably his best album of all time about. You also have... Amber Rose. Yeah, you have George W. Bush, where Kanye doesn't, really doesn't like black people. He doesn't like black people. He did not watch the BET Awards, from what I hear. <laughs> and he, but he definitely tweeted about it. And you also have, you, I mean, you have Trump, you have Rihanna and Chris Brown, who have a really famous domestic abuse yeah. scandal. Yeah, that one's kind of weird, like... I get Rihanna. Obviously, he's been a very close collaborator with Rihanna for a long time. All the lights and famous, of course. Mm-hmm. She's on the song, so that makes sense. But why Chris Brown? Like him and Chris Brown never had much of a Waves. professional relationship. Waves, Waves don't I guess. Die. Yeah, I guess it kind of, I guess it fits. I guess. But I um, think, I think it's just more of, of of a discussion about what makes people famous. I mean, he could have put Bill Cosby in from any time in his life, but he put the old Bill Cosby, which in, this might be. The most famous he ever is for something terrible, and all yeah. these, all of the, the people in this video became famous for something terrible, except for maybe Taylor Swift. But I mean, who knows if, if she's really an angel? Mm. Yeah, I mean, she apparently uh, proved the line at the time. Yeah, and then she went back on it. Kim said it too. Hiddle Swift, mm. Hiddle Swift. But we gotta put up that poll. Who, if if you had to pick three people that you wanted to be in bed with, famous people, who would you pick, Dave? Hey, oh, in general? Oh, yeah. wow, you put me in a spot. That's a tough one. I mean, I could go the obvious route and just pick babes but nah you, you, nah. Gotta, you gotta pick at least one other guy no no no, no. I'll pick all dudes I'll pick all dudes all dudes um, <laughs> alright FDR wow I have a history degree you know gotta, gotta rep <laughs> shout out FDR <laughs> <laughs> did not see that coming <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda Ooh. cause I'm still really into Hamilton yeah I know did you see Hamilton today no I did not there you go don't, don't even look at Twitter no 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 actually actually yeah. I did not check the lottery today. So let me what, check. what if you won? I, I, thought about, I thought about this in the car right here. <laughs> Unfortunately, you were not selected. Woo! All right. All right. Dave didn't see Hamilton today. All right. So look, look for the tweet. <laughs> look for the tweet and the GIF. Yeah. It's GIF, by the way, not GIF. But, no, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to talk about that. Go, go ahead. So FDR, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and be a woman. I don't know. I don't know. You'd definitely pick Jennifer Lawrence, right? Oh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, maybe, I mean, that that I probably have spoken out more against her than anybody, so right. maybe, if right. we're going in Kanye's right. world. I don't know, man. This is tough. Oh, God. And Alicia Vikander. Wow. The queen. <laughs> the queen. And, and future Tomb Raider mm-hmm. star. So, uh, I think that, that, that those are a great three. If I had to pick three, probably pick Nomar Garcia-Para. <laughs> 
I would definitely pick Matt Ortiz or Manny. No, Nomar, dude. I, I ride, I ride so so hard for Nomar. Theo traded him, man. Theo traded him. That, that was a really traumatic day in my life. I don't like reliving it. We won. Yeah, we won the 2004, 2007, 2013 World Series. Three-time champions in my lifetime. It's been great to be a Red Sox fan. But I digress. For the the woman, I'd pick Harriet Tubman. I feel like she's really inspiring. Mm, and uh, now I built to be. Yeah. I mean, she's going to kick Hamilton off and think think about how hot... No, 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 no. Oh, it's 20. My bad. Right. Oh, it's going to be Andrew Jackson, right? Rightly kicked off. Goon. And then for the other person, I'd probably pick Tom Brady. Uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm such a I'm such a annoying so sports obvious. homer. But I, mean, I could pick Geno Smith, but I'm not gonna do that. You know? yeah, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I think you pick uh, Hackenberg, right? He's the future. Anyways, this this is not Mercy Rule podcast. <laughs> but if you want to listen to the Mercy Rule podcast, where can they find it, Dave? Yeah, if you want to listen to me talk about sports every week, slash Mercy Rule, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. But while Kanye's making magic, the real magic is happening at Pottermore.com. I think it was today? Yeah, day of recording. Some new info was dropped. Which is Tuesday, by the yeah, way. Tuesday. 628. Yes. So yes. Pot- Pottermore.com is like the official site for Harry Potter news and whatnot. Uh, obviously made by J.K. Rowling, approved by her. And through, you know, every few months, info dumps get put on Pottermore, like about in-universe information. So almost like side stories, like stuff that is in the canon of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So if you're you're a Harry Potter head, and many people are, you can get a lot out of Pottermore. It's a free site, you just have to sign up for it to, to log in. And from time to time, you also can be sorted into the various houses. Mm-hmm. Last fall, they opened it up, and you could be sorted into, you know, the OG ones. So Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. And that's pretty cool. I actually did it. Last fall. And who did you get? Who do you think I got? I think you got Slytherin. So I did get Slytherin. Yeah. You're, you're, you're such a Slytherin. It's it's crazy. I'm a selfish, vain <laughs> motherfucker. You you look like Draco Malfoy. Mm. Actually, no. You look more like Crab and Goyle, but you have don't a mind say, No, I don't. Malfoy. So, Give me here, Malfoy. I'll knock you off your broom. <laughs> so, what did, what did she release today? She, she talked about the first wizarding school in North America. Right. She's setting the stage for... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which, if you don't remember, we talked about it a few weeks ago. SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. With the it. Golden Boy. The Golden Boy, Eddie Redmayne, obviously starring. The movie is set in America. So, to lay some groundwork, J.K. Rowling released some information about, in the universe, information about the Wizarding World in America, which we really didn't know anything about through Harry Potter proper. Right, so she talks about a woman who came over on the Mayflower with first pilgrims named... Isolt Sayre, and she mm. starred Ilvermorny School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, which, shout out Berkshire County, where I'm from, is in Mount Greylock, which I've hiked, I've been up numerous times, and mm. I've never received an you've been to right, You've been right by it. There's just that spell that you can't see it because you're a filthy muggle. Don't remind me. Because the, the fact that I could have... I've been I've been selected for House Slytherin. You're just a worthless muggle. I literally could have been a commuter to this school. That, mm. that's, how, that's how close I live. <laughs> I don't think they do that. That they should have. But. It's a boarding school, bro. Get with <laughs> but, the cause. But moving on, I mean, you talked about some of the, the history of how the school got started. and It's all there if you're interested. Definitely go check it out. It's a cool site in general. There's a lot of cool Harry Potter stuff on Pottermore. And like I said, it's free. But most recently, you can now be housed in the new houses for... Ilvermorny School of Witchcraft. Ilvermorny. 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 It's not Irish. Yeah. All right. We're going to take the, the quiz right now on Pat's behalf. And we'll see what house he gets selected in. And this and is at, for Ilvermorny. This is for Ilvermorny. So I, I don't even know what are the good ones. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the names of all the houses once we get there. But let's do this right first. I'm just going to read the questions off. So, first question Do you prefer to remember or experience? Remember. Okay, next question Whose judgment do you most fear? 
Several choices. Nobody's, my own, my friend, my family, the world's, or history's. Probably my family's. I'm such a such a family man. Mm-hmm. Shout out the Sheehan clan. Oh, wow, there's a lot of choice here. Okay. Think of the question you would most like answered by a person or an all-knowing being or device. Which of the following most closely resembles the answer you'd like to hear? Without a shadow of a doubt? Never? Very soon? It is impossible? Yes? I will show you everything? That one. There's like seven more. Yeah, we're not going to go through all of them. Okay. That, that, that answers <laughs> the question I want to hear. All right. My magic is four choices. Inborn, in need of work, <laughs> unique, or powerful. What's the question again? Your magic. My magic is blank. Ooh. Powerful, unique, in need of work, or inborn. A unique, I'll say. You know me. The most unique person you know. Why? Answers. Why not? Because I want to. Hmm. Stupid question. Or we may never know. We may never know. That's that's a good one. I like that. A soulmate is out there somewhere. An illusion. <laughs> a psychic twin. Or strong where I'm weak, weak where I'm strong. I'm gonna say an illusion. <laughs> wow. Julianne doesn't listen to this, so I can I can say something. Very good. Like <laughs> Which would you choose if you could only have one? The power to change one day in your future. The power to change one day in your past. The power to make one person impervious to harm. The power to bring one person back from the dead. The power to cure one illness worldwide. The power to eradicate one quality from all humans. Or the power to know the answer to any single question. Good one. That one. The, the, the last one. I, I feel like by doing that, I could Double cure dip. illness. <laughs> yeah. I, I could cover a lot of those bases. Right. No curse can work without the victim's secret consent. True or false? false right you've been sorted oh let's see come on <laughs> you've been sorted into a house wampus w-a-m-p-u-s i think you got sorted up buff bro that is the wackest one more about my house let's go let's find out oh my oh gosh. shit this is my pottermore account <laughs> <laughs> Wampus, named by Webster Boot after favorite magical beast, the Wampus, a magical panther-like creature that was fast, strong, and almost impossible to kill. That's pretty badass. It is. Wampus House is sometimes considered to represent the body of a witcher wizard. It is also said that Wampus favors warriors. Okay. There you go. Not That's bad. not so bad. It's a wacky. Traits represents the body, favors warriors. All right. Let's find out the other schools I are. feel pretty good about that. That's a weird name still. Yeah. It's still Maybe. a really whack name. Yeah. A Wampus. It's wampus. a fucking pat- panther. It's a panther. Traits seem acceptable. Name sounds dumb. It sounds like it sounds like the Gryffindor. D- does it though? I think this one, Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. That is House House Thunderbird. Thunderbird is the soul and favors adventurers. I think that is that Gryffindor or is that who would that be? Yeah, that that, that might be Gryffindor. The soul, soul. Then we have now adventurers. I, so th- th- that that has to be where the main character was sorted into. I'd imagine. News Commander. Yeah, News Commander. Redmayne? He's got to be Thunderbird, right? Probably. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Oh, this one. I'm. This will be a really tough one to figure out. House Horned Serpent? Hmm. Are we serious? Hmm. You, you, you have the name they really... Wampus, Thunderbird, and, spoiler alert, Puck Wudgie. Yeah. But you named the last one Thunderbird? Really trying hard here, Th- Thunder, JK. Uh, Horned Serpent, I'm sorry. Not Horned Serpent. Even Thunderbird sounds like... She just didn't. It's like a common common word. Like she was like, I just named, Mozilla Thunderbird, yo. Like, right. She's like, I just named this person Isolt Sayer and named the school Ivermorny School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. I'm done using my creative juices on this. Horn Serpent is said to represent the mind of a wizard and favors scholars. 
because of the whole aura, it's easy to imagine Horn Serpent students remaining a little aloof from their brethren. So that's that, that's Hufflepuff. That is Hufflepuff. The dumb nerds. So maybe... So then Puck Wudgie represents the heart of a wizard and favors healers. I don't know. It's interesting. And then w- w- Wampus, once again, represents the body of a wizard and favors warriors. So maybe maybe Wampus huh? is Slyth- Slytherin then. Yeah. I don't know. Nice. Apparently I'm a Slytherin too. Yeah. Who knows? I, I gotta get a Speak to those snakes, yo. And I'm definitely going to have to create a Pottermore account and, and get sorted because mm. I'm really curious to see where I get sorted. Yeah, yeah. House. Interesting. But uh, definitely interesting. And I, I'm really excited for Harry Potter, man. I mean... It's back. And the cursed child play going at it right now. It's going to take over the world, so... Right. New trilogy's coming, so... That's cool. But yeah, go to Pottermore.com. Sign up for free if you want. Do the, the quizzes. The quiz for the Hogwarts houses, there's a lot to that one. So that one was kind of fun to take. So do that. It's cool. But Dave, moving on to what I think we'll probably be getting into a lot next week. But we'll see. Game of Thrones. Head yes. season finale, Sunday night. I didn't watch it until yesterday. We shared our predictions last week. Mm-hmm. So the episode was called Winds of Winter. Yeah. It was... Solid uh, little troll move back there. Yeah. That's the name of the forthcoming sixth book. That has not, that's been promised for a while. And Fifth book came out in 2011, so we're five years later. First book came out in 1996. And George R. Get to your reading, Railroad Martin. Get to it. George R. R. is not any any closer to uh, getting younger, I don't think. No. Honestly, I don't have any sympathy for him because he's not good at finishing his story. That's his problem, but it's also his fault. I don't, whatever. Right, he's created this huge, vast universe that you can't figure if out. If you've read... Uh, this is very... This is not a spoiler. This is very vague. If you've read the five books, then you know that that story is getting wider, like branching out with plots and subplots and characters. Whereas the show, after the last few episodes of season six has been getting more streamlined. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great. I think there was no way that the show has gotten more streamlined than in the opening scene of this week's episode. Jeez. About 20, 30 is minutes. It, I think long, it was a long, greatest long scene. scene in Game of Thrones history. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. It was, the directing was great, and it was really suspenseful. Once again, full spoilers for all of Game of Thrones thus far. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's at the end of the episode. It was really suspenseful despite being a little predictable, because the hints about the wildfire being used as Cersei's plan... The rumors are true. Yeah, exactly. The rumors are true, and then Tyrion last week... Or, uh, right? Tyrion, when he's talking to Daenerys, uh, was last week or even this episode, he mentions wildfire yeah. to Dan- Dan- Danny about her father. Mm-hmm. So like, getting that back in, in the head. So, like, it seemed like it was very likely, and didn't matter because it was awesome, whether it was the little birds, Kyber's mm-hmm. little birds killing Pycelle, or... Stabbing Lancel as he crawls and tries to put out the fire in vain. Yeah. And the next thing, and Marjorie, ah, R.I.P. Nally Dormer, because she knew, babe. She, she knew it, and she was still down with the Tyrell cause. She know, was, as her little drawing to her grandmother a few episodes ago indicated. Mm-hmm. And the High Sparrow realized the second before it all went kaput. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, when, when he heard like the initial explosion was when he finally believed Marjorie. But just to back it up. So the scene the scene starts with everybody getting dressed for yes. this this trial. Yeah. And the music playing in the background, they couldn't have picked yeah. better music this or is if probably that's the an best. original score. That is incredible. It is. This is the best score I think they've ever done. It, it, it was it perfect. It was perfect in the way that it would cut out at points to bring you back into the moment of what's going on. Whether it's at, at the church or the the sept of Baylor, the, the sept, or if it was uh, when Tommen is Tommen walks up to the window and 
and mm. decides that he doesn't want to uh, be part of this world anymore. King's Landing. Yeah, legit King's Landing. This basically just cemented Cersei as maybe the most badass character on the show, right? Yeah, so recap, Mace Tyrell and his daughter Marjorie and Loras, as well as Kevin Lannister, Cersei's mm-hmm. uncle, and High Sparrow, and Lancel Lannister, mm-hmm. a sparrow, and... Cersei's cousin, uh, Kevin's son. And former lover. Right. And then Pycelle, not killed in the explosion, but killed during the same events, the Grand Maester. And then subsequently later, Tommen kills himself. So basically everyone who was on the board, big minor and, and major, mm-hmm. at King's Landing is basically gone. Except yeah. for Cersei, the Mountain, and Kyburn. So that, that court, court mm-hmm. trio. And then Jamie shows back up. Right. I don't really know what else to say about this other than it's incredibly smart and incredibly well done. I think we, we both knew and, and we, we definitely predicted that King's Landing was going to be on fire in some way. Yeah. I don't know if I expected everybody to die. No. I think I, I expected, I, I thought Marjorie would make it out. I thought I didn't expect Tommen to die. I didn't expect Tommen to kill himself. I thought that was really taste, that was really done, done really well. Mm-hmm. Theorizing it with people. I was like, oh, well, maybe the mountain makes a effort to rescue him and some rescue Cersei in some brawl and Tom is inadvertently killed. I always thought something like that would happen. But the fact that no, she had the mountain prevent Tommen from going to get killed and then Tommen takes it into his own hands and doesn't want to be part of it anymore. I think one of the most important developments in recent weeks has been or not not recent weeks but in recent seasons has been the development of Jamie and Cersei as parents. Because it took them from these plotting lovers right. slash siblings into this sphere of human beings, of people mm-hmm. that care about other people, that yeah. actually have a heart. And basically, Jamie said a couple weeks ago, it's just us. I don't care what we have to do. I'll do anything right. to get to be with Cersei and to take care of her and to be with her. And he and I explained think, that in his speech to Edomir at ex- River Run when he's like, yeah, I'll... Yes. I'll take your I'll take your newborn kid and <laughs> chuck it in the catapult if if that gets me back to Cersei faster. Yeah, and but it bridges the question if Jamie's still down with exactly. Cersei and because of what if it's a full circle moment, right? And I, and I think to pit them against each other up until the point where Tommen killed himself, Cersei could have always framed it as I did what I had to do to protect our child. Yeah, and Jamie's always going to be on her side for that, even though she did what he stabbed. Mad King. The Mad King for. Yeah. But stopping. But now she can't say I was did this to protect our child. It ended up killing her child. Yeah. So and also I, burned a lot of things to the ground, which the Mad King was trying to do. So. Yeah. So it definitely, I think that was definitely important to pit them against each other. I think, and that will be a really interesting subplot moving forward. Yeah. Next season. What else? What else stood out to you about this episode? I mean, it was an amazing episode and maybe the best one they've ever done. Didn't didn't expect uh, Arya to to come through like that. I didn't know if they were going to progress that that fast. It was great. And there's, there's a nice little callback to the books, the Frey Pies, mm. which is uh, which done by a different character, Lyman Manderley, who also showed up in this episode back in the North, mm-hmm. a Northern Lord who people like, and he has some subplot, interesting subplots. But that was a cool little callback. And also the fact that she killed Walter Frey. Back-to-back weeks, we've had Ramsay Bolton and Walter Frey, two of the most vile characters left. They've been, they've been axed. In they are satisfying ways. In here. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> Two Frey sons that, that Arya killed and put in the pies, Black, Walder, and Lothar. Lothar. Those two Freys, one slit Catelyn Stark's throat, 
at the Red Wedding, and the other one killed Rob's wife. It was gotcha. those two guys in particular, so even yeah. better, better revenge. Arya's appearance in this, and also seeing her come full circle, I think one of the biggest criticisms had been how it seemed like they were kind of just wasting time with Arya, mm-hmm. kind of having her on the sidelines until she could step onto the playing field, and this is her first time really stepping onto the playing field. She's back in Westeros. Yeah. And wh- where do you think she's going next? King's Landing? Yeah, I, I mean, judging by if you watch the scene, like her eyes are kind of shifty. She's got she got her list. She got her list to get back to, right? So her list would compel her to kill the Matlin and kill Cersei Lannister. So is she gonna <clears throat> sneak into the Red Keep and start axing Lannister guardsmen until she gets her chance? Maybe. Well, theory. So Cersei keeps priestess from the Sept who yeah, tortured Sept and Unella. Yeah, yeah. And, I didn't see that coming. That, and, was, that was crazy. I predict that in order to kill the mountain and kill Cersei, she's going to take her face and take over her body and, oh. and kill the mountain that way and then basically leave Cersei unguarded, which I think would be her only shot at. Nice. So you that, that first. is my theory. But yeah, you heard it here first. It'll go viral on Reddit probably tomorrow. So just just give us a shout out. Sansa.com slash nostalgia What did you think of, of John and Sansa? Was Sansa happy for John? No. You, you don't think so? No, that's a conflict. That's a conflict that I'm so excited to see. Just as Jamie and Cersei are going to be at odds, mm-hmm. Sansa and John, Because Sansa's a schemer to a certain extent now. She was eye-fucking-littlefinger during the scene, the King of the North thing. Part of it, she's certainly happy for John, obviously, but I don't know if she, her and John see eye-to-eye still. I said this last week. They definitely week. don't. So what is her scheme? Does it put her directly against John I don't know but mm-hmm. I definitely think there's conflict there yeah absolutely after Littlefinger talked to her about you know my, my vision is me on the Iron Throne and you next to me and talking about how she's the Warden of the North now until Bran shows up right it, to, to have John get all the support that has to feel conflicting for her I mean you see her smile at first right. when they start to pledge and then she looks over at Littlefinger and she's like oh damn Mm. Wow. So what, what, what's my role now? Like, where am I? Right. So it will definitely be interesting. And, and you, you just know Littlefinger's going to be, like, poking her. Just constantly, like, oh, you really going to let, let He's got this, a plan. He'll figure someone out. Yeah. So he, he's a shifty guy. You can never trust him. What what did you think of that scene in general when, when John was made King of the North? I mean, shout out Liana Mormont. She's the, been a scene stealer yo, back half of the season. She's killing it. <laughs> I mean, she's going to come back next season 10 feet tall, which is always just how mm, it goes. That HGH, yeah. off-season workouts. <laughs> I want to see her chew out Jorah. Don't think it happens, but remember, Jorah is from her house and mm-hmm. was exiled. That's why he was in Essos and ran to Danny in right. the first place. But that would be interesting just because she knows how to call people out as oh, she absolutely. did in that scene. So who knows? And still, you refuse to call. Lord Kerwin, <laughs> Ramsay Bowen, skin your father alive, and still you refuse to call. You're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. I, I, I love that, that meme where it's like Ramsay saying, I'll forgive these trees in this house, and then it just shows her saying, I'll forgive you for being a little bitch. <laughs> she's, she's an awesome character, and like you said, an absolute scene stealer from this season. Yeah. But there was a lot of other stuff that I definitely want to jump into, but it sounds, why don't we jump to Danny? Because that seems yeah, like yeah. a pretty logical place to go so the scene between her and Tyrion awesome scene I think basically all I I thought watching that was god damn Peter Dinklage can fucking act that man is it's really good incredible but Danny, what's her next move is she going to King's Landing is she gonna go to Jon I think she's her goal is to land in Dorne because Mm -hmm. that'd be a safe area sure obviously she's got the alliance on Lord Varys with his his fast boats his teleporting Mm -hmm. he got Tyrells Elena's like you know screw it you you took my future away when you killed my 
son and two grandchildren. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm down. And the Martells of Dorne, obviously, they're they're down as well. I think landing in Dorne is where she's headed, just because the safe area and she has the Dorne support already. But I think Euron Greyjoy, mm-hmm. remember Theon and Yara's uncle. I think he's gonna maybe he meets them out on the on the open sea, or he gives them trouble at some point. I mean, we haven't barely seen him this season, just to really establish him. He's gonna be a threat. And I think he will directly combat with them. Whereas Cersei will go against Jamie. I don't know where she'll directly fight in the north. I mean, we have Sansa and Jon. So it's like, there's kind of like three main, I guess, plots at this point. Right. It's like the rest of people, like the Brotherhood of Without Banners and mm-hmm. Bran come into the fold and group back up. So right. yeah, I think she's going to head the door in, but it's going to take some time. I don't even know if she's really ready to fully attack like King's Landing, if even that's even a thing until the end of next season. Yeah, it's interesting because I think right now the talk is all about who's she going to marry. Because yeah. she talked about this in the last not episode. Dario. Yeah, definitely not Dario. He, he was a little sad. I mean, I think the talk of who she's going to marry is kind of overblown. Because I think by the time that she really starts to think about it, the bigger issue is going to be, yeah. oh, wow, we have to face these zombies exactly. who are made of yeah. dead bodies and snow. Yeah, I also wonder <laughs> when the White Walkers will find a way to get through the wall with Bran's mark. I was a little overzealous in thinking that would happen in the finale. They definitely didn't need that at all, obviously. Maybe that's one of the big things that happens in the beginning of next season to kick it off i don't know but once that happens the north they're all rallied behind john so they're ready to fight yeah uh, i i imagine that you know it was confirmed that there's gonna be two more seasons and they're gonna be shortened seasons probably 13 episodes not definitely confirmed but seems very likely i imagine that the next season will be about resolving these conflicts between right and then, and then the final season's all out fight against the it has the dead. to be yeah. because i can't imagine that that's just like a one episode yeah. type battle this also kind of led on that Cersei would live, but all the main actors, main characters, got raises for the next two seasons. They went up from 300k an episode to 500k. Damn. So Kit Harrington, John, Peter Dinklage, Lena Headey, mm-hmm. like Costa Waldo, and uh, I think Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams, so Arya and Sansa. I think that's the core. Making dough. They're all making mad bank. Natalie Dormer just missed out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what is Sam doing? Like he's he's looking for an answer how to be. That was really cool to see. We saw the outside of Old Town with like, mm-hmm. the High Tower. That's a little cool with thing all for the, the white doves. The, yeah, the white ravens. White which, ravens, right? Which sorry. signals that winter is here. <laughs> they, they which is actually it. a really funny moment. Yeah, I, I thought when John and, and Sansa <laughs> just laughed it off. I thought that was a really <laughs> father said it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really nice moment and that, something that that they did really well. Yeah. I like moments of levity in the show, you know? Sure. Like when Tyrion was trying to play drinking games with Grey Worm and Miss Andy. Right. Good stuff. But yeah, so then he goes into the Citadel, and man, they got some books. They got lots of books. And they also need to get a new cell phone plan, because Mm -hmm. not knowing that there's a new head of the wall (laughs) or maester is ridiculous. The old bear, Lord Commander Mormont, Jorah's dad, he died in what, season three? I yeah. think when they ranged beyond the wall, that I was know. so long ago. How long does it take to send a raven? Be like, and then Maester Raymond died. They didn't know that either. I mean, but like, you didn't know Mormont died. They, right. they, they were they could send ravens, I suppose. Right? I know. And the people, I guess, are, like, oh, we won't upgrade the citadel because the citadel they're weird and they the don't... people are supposed to know everything. I yeah. don't know. It just seems like a strange thing. Mm-hmm. But so Sam is obviously trying to find a way to beat the White Walkers. Other than, I mean, he knows what Dragonglass and Valyrian steel. Valyrian steel. He's trying to find something else out. I, I'm not really sure what that would be. I'm sure he'll meet up with characters we already know again, whether that's Danny because Old Town's in the South, 
or maybe Jorah, who's trying to get that cure mm-hmm. in the Citadel is where all the maesters are trained. So it just, it, I have to think it's going to take a long time to kill a, a, a maester. It is. Oh yeah, no. I mean, so per, per the story and like backstory and stuff, it, it takes many years. So I don't think he's really going to become a maester so much as he's going to find something important out and drop right. that knowledge on whoever needs it. The 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 timeline of the show is actually kind of interesting to see all the different stories and the timeline that they're on because obviously Varys' timeline for this episode he basically traveled back and forth like hundreds of miles in yeah. like a day but yeah. it obviously wasn't it, was it obviously mo- wasn't a month day. it's all good and people just like Arya crossed the, the it, narrow exactly. sea exactly yeah so the, the timeline's always interesting I think really Sam will be there for probably about months to a year to yeah. find this mm-hmm. and it will seem to us watching it like it was like like two weeks he was there. And he's right. like, oh, just stumbled upon this the, the answer. No big deal. It's almost like people want some guy to hold up an index card. Five months later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Will that make you happy? <laughs> One eternity later. Exactly. Um, <laughs> to wrap it up, something that was highly, highly, highly anticipated before the season, we finally got to see 98% of it. Mm. Tower of Joy. What do you yes. think? As Liana Mormon said, Ned Stark's blood is in his veins. <laughs> Technically, his sister's blood. Eh? Right. As everyone obviously <laughs> expected, and I don't know anyone who was, but if you were a reader of the books back in the 90s, then even there was seeds planted then. But yeah, Lyanna Stark, Ned's sister, and Rhaegar Targaryen, Danny's older brother, are most likely the father and mother of Jon. We don't know if it's Rhaegar yet. Mm-hmm. We know it's Lyanna, finally. Promise me, Ned. That was a famous line from the books. Right. Ned had many dreams about that back when he was still alive. But yeah. We don't know who the dad is. I think it's definitely Rhaegar. They're it's just, Rhaegar. I think they're just leaving it out. That way Bran can say it to somebody else when he explains it, and it'll have meaning then. I, I think leaving it out sets up Bran's arc next season of having to probably go find Howland Reed to confirm what happened. Right, yeah, Mira's uh, dad. Right, so I think that that's just more to set up Bran's journey, because I don't think you're going to have him meet up yet, because then what's he going to do, just hang around for a little that's while? That's what I was wondering last week, too. I right. mean, Benjen dropped him and Mira off at the Weirwood where John and Sam said their vows. They're like pretty close to the wall at this point, Castle Black, mm-hmm. which means they're a few days away from Winterfell once they get there. So they're close to everyone else again, as close as they've been in seasons. So I don't know what Bran's role would be beyond being like, you're technically not Ned's son. Right. But do people care? Do the rules matter anymore? But after that, what's Bran going to do? Is he going to warg into one of Danny's dragons? Huh? That huh? I mean, that would be pretty dope. I I don't even know if we're even there yet. We're not like, there. There's so much That's more going, so much to stuff. figure out. But obviously, I think this was the greatest episode the show's ever done. I mean, it was a lot of payoff. Some of it people expected, like Danny getting on the ships finally. Some of it we didn't expect. But it's great. Have... After all these seasons, these years, we finally got so much payoff and it was done so well. Right. Andy Greenwell said this on the Watch Pod, and he said that you couldn't have had an episode like this if it wasn't set up through the five seasons exactly the way it was which is why it's hard to go back and look at those first episodes and be like wow this show is totally different it's not nearly as good right. as it was and I think it so was much good, world building different. at the time but that's the thing is that you you invest so much in these characters yeah. like Cersei for example perfect example I mean you, you've seen her grow as a character from thinking she's a terrible person to understanding her to she blew up a part of an entire city killed hundreds of people and for the most part i think i felt pretty sympathetic for her i've kind of been always been sympathetic to her just because she's always wanted like her chance but you, she's you, always felt marginalized by her status as a woman in a but she's family. literally a mass murderer now yeah i mean yeah. and, and I'm, I'm still sitting here like and oh. you're like oh well yeah but you know but she lost her third child it's so sad awesome awesome job by obviously the, the showrunners and uh, sapochnik 
for these these last That's two right, episodes. episodes. Yeah, very good. Fantastic. He'll he'll win an Emmy. That's all we got for this week. Yeah. Next week we're going to be doing uh, power, power ranks. ranks. So if you have anything you think should be in our power rankings, I think we can probably safely say Game of Thrones will be somewhere in our power rankings mm. for pop culture for the year. Mm-hmm. Please tweet at us at, at nostalgiapod. Right. Or tweet at myself at Sheenie World Peace, S H E N Y W R L D P E A C E. Shout out Meta World Peace. And where Dave, where can they, they tweet at you? They tweet at me at Martin Swagger, M A R T A N S W A G R. And watch The Bachelor because we will be coming back to that. Bachelorette. The Bachelorette, sorry. We watch reruns of The Bachelor, get in the mood. Yeah, I mean, it, it, don't, don't watch Ben's season, though. It's the worst season. Anyways, we'll see you next week. And this here's been a long round, so I gotta go. It's logic. The one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro?